quick PSA for our listeners who are U.S. citizens. The 2020 election season is now upon us, and it is so important that you make your voice be heard. Please go to www.vote.org to find out all voting information you might need, and be sure to vote early. Again, that website is www.vote.org. Plan your vote and enjoy the show. Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. Hello, listeners, and welcome to There Are Four Questions, a Star Trek Spotlight podcast. I'm your host, Christopher D. Littlefield, and in the interrogation chamber with me today is actor George Alevizos, whose credits include City TV's Hudson and Rex, and of course, Star Trek Discovery as an engineer. He first appeared in the season one episode, Magic to Make the Sanest Man Go Mad, and also appeared in season two. George, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. Yeah, it's good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, totally. There's going to be a lot of Star Trek fans that are going to be really excited to hear from you. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. Perfect. Listeners, this podcast is all about interviewing Star Trek fans, podcast hosts, and other very special guests like George here and asking them four questions related to their Star Trek experience. To join the conversation on Facebook, type the Nexus into the search field and join our listeners community. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 4QuestionsTrek, and that's the number four. All right, George, let's go ahead and get started. Now, keep in mind that as the interrogator, I reserve the right to ask you any follow-up questions in order to obtain any additional intelligence that I need. All right. (laughs) Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. Okay, question number one. You were cast on Discovery before you even graduated from the University of Toronto Sheridan Theatre Programme. What was the Star Trek audition and casting process like for you? And how did that experience feel? I had a very unique um, experience with Star Trek as a whole because my friend, my friend uh, did um, casting for Star Trek and she had me on Facebook and she asked me if I wanted one day to be, she was like, oh, we're, we're casting for a TV show. And we need a guy in a wheelchair for an engineer. Would you be willing to like apply or blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, like I would, I would love to. And I had no idea at the time what I was auditioning for. Um, and then <laughs> I did it. Like I, I, I sent my, my, my resume and my headshot and whatever. And I got a call that night that they booked me and I was going to be on Star Trek. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, great, perfect. <laughs> and I, I've never felt, it felt really cool because I, I went from like not having a lot of credits and whatnot to having a lot more credits on my resume because of Star Trek. So that was pretty cool. And the whole um, experience of being on Star Trek was, was a really cool thing too. So yeah, no, overall, it, it, I had a lot of fun. I had a very unique way of getting onto the show but still like I had to you know work my butt off to get uh, featured more and more which I thought was pretty cool and uh yeah definitely yeah oh that's really awesome did they ever give your character a name or did you give your character a name uh I did not give a character my character a name uh they did not give my character a name (laughs) 
I had I I was a unnamed engineer on the uh, on the show, and it could have gone in another direction, but it didn't. However, it's still really cool to be a part of the whole uh, Star Trek family and to be a part of such an iconic series like Star Trek because I thought that it was it was it was the way that they did it was really cool and uh, to be there and to watch them film it and to like see how they kind of built everything I thought that that was really cool and knowing that they film it in Toronto uh, (laughs) and like the fact that we have Star Trek here I thought that was pretty cool too definitely yeah yeah it was it was cool to see I mean you you played a wounded engineer from the war in the first episode in I Magic did. to Make the Sanus Mango Mad. Correct. Which is really awesome. And then we saw you in subsequent episodes. And I know a lot of other listeners of my shows and other fans recognized you when you came back. They were like, oh, there's the guy again. And, you know, people were people were excited to see you more than once. Yeah. Four, four times in total, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was... Brother in season two, brother the red angel, perpetual infinity. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. But yeah, no, I I really did like it. I thought um, a lot of fun, and you know, people were really welcoming, and I felt I found the uh, Star Trek family to be very welcoming of me, and what like put like you know, I felt like I I was a part of a family, and then really funny too. uh, Very quickly, I got um, I got my my I got a. A piece of fan mail that my agent told me that I got from the show uh, that I, I never thought that I would get fan mail from that. But it was pretty cool because I, I was able to, to, you know, get a piece of fan mail and I had to like sign a headshot and um, send it back to the guy. Yeah, I, I, like really, I, like it did change uh, my life and my career a little bit for the better. And like I got stopped by people on the on the uh, street for for being in the show, even though like I, I was not really in it that much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Question number two. We both work in the same industry and, you know, I'm a musician. Yeah. And I found that a lot of people don't realize how deeply personal and emotionally challenging the work in pursuing a career in TV, film and theater is. Yeah. <laughs> how? Yeah. And that's kind of like even an understatement. How do you approach the roles you play and what keeps you going when things get tough? Oh, well, for me, um, I find that acting as a whole is very much like a like an act of empathy. So like really deepening my understanding of a character and knowing what their background is and what they what they've gone through and all of their different relationship with like their the, the all of the different characters in the show or the film or the play or whatever I'm doing. I find that like I do a lot of that type of like background work when I when I do a role and I really look over my lines to the point that um because like if you can't if you don't memorize your lines you can't play and I want to be able to play and be able to do my role in a way that would get me to that point where I can feel comfortable enough playing with the character and when things get tough like for example right now during the pandemic sure what I what I do is I try to keep up with my craft as much as I can you know I'll I'll do stuff on my own time as well as I'll try to find other hobbies of mine that I like to keep up with and uh you know try to 
continue with that and I have a lot of downtime and, and, and motivate myself to know that, you know, even though it's a really tough career that I've gotten, however far I've gotten now, and I need to like trust that I'm doing the right, the, the, the amount of work that I can do to get to, to where I am now. And I need to like be able to trust what I'm doing with and, uh, and, and, you know, continue with the work. I feel like, you know, it, it can get really hard. I feel like a lot of the time with a lot of different actors, but trying to stay like pretty mentally stable yeah. because it can be, a, it can be a very tough career. Definitely. And I think that, you know, what's really important is making sure that you have a good support system from uh, people in your family or friends of yours or people that you can trust that you can talk to or just trying to figure out ways to cope when things get tough. And I feel like that that's probably the biggest thing that I would probably do to make sure that I don't go completely loony from, from, you know, acting and yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's great. I really like that you approach your roles from, from, from the standpoint of empathy. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's huge for me personally, but I also find that, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to be, it's hard to be, to really portray a character or even have a career artistically if you don't have some sense of empathy, because we're dealing with like, I mean, we're dealing with very real feelings and, 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 and showing other people who are watching them and they have to believe us. They have to believe that, yeah. you know, they want to believe that you know what you're talking about and that you know what you're going through. That's the way that we relate as an audience to you. Correct. And, and, and anybody who is trying to become an actor, I think that for any type of art form, I feel like you have to definitely find a way to kind of find empathy in you because that is the only way that you can you can actually fully dive into another character's life and what they've gone through. Totally. Yeah. And it's hard to find that sometimes when again, you know, it's a tough business, so yeah. it sucks that dry sometimes and we're also not exactly in the most empathetic state of our world right now, so it's got to be even more tough. No, definitely, definitely. So yeah, and it, like it, it can be very hard I feel like right now the motivation for any actor or any artist to stay creative during the pandemic and all of the political stuff happening all over the world, not even in your own country, but like in general, I feel like it can be a little overwhelming being on social media all the time and reading everything. And a lot of people don't feel creative right now because they're having a tough time trying to figure out how they can kind of deal with what is going on in the world, as well as trying to, you know, find a way to keep their their craft alive mm -hmm. in a time where we're not really working. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of people go, I've seen a lot of extremes. I've seen people be very, very creative and develop new skills. And then people will just get burnt out and not want to do anything for weeks at a time. It kind of goes back and forth. It's hard to find the balance right now. No, definitely, definitely. Yeah, for sure. All right, question number three. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> the Trek franchise is very unique in that fans and creatives interact quite a bit and learn a lot from each other. You mentioned the fan, fan mail that you got, and that creates that sense of the Star Trek family. 
How have those interactions affected you as an actor in Star Trek? And what have you personally learned from the Trek fans? Oh, I've learned a lot from everybody. Um, I've learned that they're very, very supportive of me and my career. I feel like people like to, they like to like my, whenever I tweet or, or whatever, or if I'm like, like posting a picture on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever, people will find it. And I think that that is pretty, is pretty cool. But yeah, no, I've learned that the Star Trek family, they're, they're a tough bunch. <laughs> they don't back down when, um, <laughs> when, when, no, they don't back down when um, somebody is trying to, uh, to attack. Like I, 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 I got attacked by a troll later, earlier on in the year on Twitter for something really dumb. I don't even remember what it was, but that's usually the case. Yeah. But the uh, Star Trek family on Twitter, I had over 18,000 people like retweeted and like, and, and like literally tear the, like the guy to shreds. Wow. And it was, it was really cool because I found it that they were trying to support me and make sure that I felt supported as well as like, I find that like, whenever I'm doing a production or I'm doing another show or whatever, they're, they're all very, they're all very supportive. They all know a lot about um, Star Trek, which is great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they've been, they've been a fan for a very long time. And um, I, it, it's really quite the family. Like, it, like there are so many people and I feel like the Star Trek fans are one of the most welcoming people that I've ever met in my life. Like, like literally, they're all very welcoming of every, every sexuality, every gender, every walk of life. And I think that that, like, I really enjoyed that because Star Trek is all about, you know, embracing our own individuality and, 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 and making sure that we really show that in a positive light. And I feel like a lot of people have been doing that, which is really great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've have I have encountered some Star Trek fans that are less in less tolerant than others, which always surprises me. Yeah. Because Star Trek is like you said, it's so it's so much about like inclusivity and acceptance and uh, you know, celebrating our differences and all of that, but then there are these outlier fans that are like it surprises me that that you get some negativity from them and they're Star Trek fans. I'm like I I don't get it. I know. I know. Yeah. But you know what? Like, that happens with every show, right? Like there are going to be people who are a huge fan and there are going to be people that want to stir the pot no matter where they're at. And, yeah, you know, try to make uh, bad stuff happen for no reason because they don't have anything better to do with their time. Sure. But you know what? Like it happens. But for the most part, when when people are a diehard fan, they are there to um, support it no matter what. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I, I will say that those, the people that have been negative are definitely the exception yeah. to the rule. And I mean, I've been really surprised, not surprised, but I've been really moved by how welcoming and open and kind and, you know, the people are that love Star Trek. Correct. Yeah, I know for sure. So I found that to be very, very like, yeah, like everyone's been very welcoming and I, I'm, I'm really grateful to be a part of it. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. And, you know, going to conventions and such, you can really tell that the actor, you know, actors that have appeared in a few episodes or just one episode or actors that have been in, 
you know, entire se- runs of series, you can tell that they're also very moved. They're all very moved and honored and feel so good to be a part of it. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And uh, I've wanted to go to a, like a convention at some point. I know it's probably not going to happen in 2020, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, definitely one day I would like to, to make it out to one if I can. Yeah, you should. You should do a panel. Yeah, that would that would be really great. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I think that'd be awesome. We'll make that happen. <laughs> okay, great. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> okay, great. All right. Question number four. Okay. Trek is a place where so many of us who feel like outsiders or othered in society can come together to find ourselves and to also learn about others who are different than us. What would your message be to young Trek fans who use wheelchairs, have disabilities, or feel left out for other reasons? Maybe they're still looking for advocacy and representation both on screen and in real life. Yeah, I would, I would tell them to not give up. I think that we're in, a, we're in a huge political shift in our world right now. And I think that if the more that we stand tall and we show people that you know, we can do whatever we want to do. I remembered, like, for example, I was the first graduate in a wheelchair to graduate from a professional acting gym in the country and in Canada. It has never been done before, before me. I feel like they're starting to open it up to a lot of people. And I think that we need, uh, like, young people, we're, we're, the, we're the future, like, you're the future. You, you can dictate how you want to change the world. And if you feel like you want to be whatever you want to be, don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't because you can do whatever you want. You know, and I, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, don't give up because you never know what you can do until you do it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, you know, so it's harder. Sometimes there are more things that you have to do that other people don't have to do. You know? Yeah. That's got to be so, you know, that's for I, everybody. I think most people experience that in some way. For sure. But like, but it's But we don't understand the way that other people have to deal with that. No, definitely. And I think that uh, we, uh, I've, I've definitely, I've had my fair share of people making commentary to me like I remember when I wanted to be an actor and people laughed like oh you'll never be an actor and uh because because you're in a wheelchair because yeah, you use correct. a wheelchair yeah correct so you, okay. like oh they, you're, you're never gonna you're never gonna make it I, I I've had people um uh, say that to me before and I'm like well well I, I don't know about that like I think that I can do it and I and then I got into a really great program and I, w- I was able to to train and I was able to to really um, you know get get the um, skills that I needed to to really thrive in my career. And I think that like yeah, like yeah, I find sometimes it's harder for me to get a role because of that. But like I feel like people want unique people now. People don't want the uh, same type of girl, uh, like brunette woman or blonde woman or like the the picture perfect Hollywood mogul type of actor they're they're starting to kind of open it up to a lot of other people which i really appreciate because i feel like whatever you're unique what what is unique to you you should keep that because that is what 
is going to make you different from other people. And that is what is going to make you into the actor that you want to be. Because I feel like if you try to be like everybody else, you're not going to go anywhere. And I think that any actor who's ever made it, Canadian, American, European, whatever, they've all, they've all um, had something different that they've, they've all embraced. And they, they, they weren't trying to be like a, another Brad Pitt or another Meryl Streep or whatever. Like they, they were trying to be their own actor. Yeah. And, you know, you can't be, you can't be Brad Pitt because there's already a Brad Pitt. Yeah. You can be who you are. And then hopefully one day somebody will see that and will want to hire you for whatever. Like, you know, like I find that Toronto and, and New York and LA and Montreal, Vancouver, all of them, they all, they all have, you know, a lot of acting opportunities for people. And I think that it's what you do with it. And it, it's what I, it's how you kind of present yourself to people in the world to kind of, you know, you want it, you want to show who you are to the world. And I think that that is what I kind of got from my training and what I wanted to do with my, my career. And I'm glad I did because now that I've done that, I can actually go and really do a whole lot of stuff with my career because I'm confident in my own ability and who I am as, as George. And I, I, I know what I can give people that other people can give right right so i feel like you have to really embrace your individuality and i think that that again tying it back to star trek i think they they do a really good job with that and anybody who ever want like wants to do a career in acting i tell them do it train for sure but definitely definitely find your own individuality and who you are and then and then present that as your your market like who you are you know totally yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I think that it's really easy. It's really easy in the arts, especially if you're on stage to like hide the things that you're insecure about or the things that make you different. It, those are the things that, you know, the things that you're insecure about are the things that you kind of want to run from and hide. But but those things that make you you are your biggest asset. Like those things that are that make you different than everybody else that you might not be totally comfortable with are the most important parts of you. Correct. Yeah, definitely. I think it's great that 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 Star Trek gives an opportunity for people to to do that. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that you got you got to do that. And like, you know, you you being in in New York, you're around Broadway and off Broadway and film and TV all the time. And like when you're in a market as big as New York, you have to be able to have your own your own individuality mm -hmm. um because there's going to be 50 other people auditioning for the uh same role and they they could get the part you never know but you have to find the motivation in you to want to continue yeah yeah for sure oh that's great yeah you said something in an interview that i really liked that i read <laughs> it was uh you well you talked about the difference between being disabled versus being incapable that was one thing correct and then the other thing was a quote that you said was i put myself in my own box motherfuckers <laughs> oh, oh oh i oh i oh wow <laughs> yeah i forgot which interview that that was for but yeah no i definitely um 
Well, because I find that a lot of people want to put me in, in a box a lot of the time. And I'm not, I'm not one to put myself in a box. I'm one to, I'm, I'm one to create my own box. I, I want to, I want to be, I don't want to be that actor in a wheelchair. I want to be like right. that actor who's capable of doing whatever. Right. And I, I, I think that things are starting to change a little bit, but we still have a long way to go. And I definitely for film and TV, there, there has to be a change in how they kind of perceive an actor or perceive anybody for that matter and figure out a way to kind of go a different route. And maybe because I find that like, you know, I'm t- I don't know about you, but I'm tired of Hollywood. I'm tired of the, the um, same type of yeah. stuff all the time. I mm-hmm. want to, I want to. I do want to see something different. I want to see something that would actually, that would actually like break any barrier that they already have in place in Hollywood. Because I feel like if they do that, they would, they they would be surprised the amount of people that would want to watch it. Yeah. Around the world. Because I can be, I can be, I can be um, disabled, but I'm not incapable. I'm not incapable of doing my craft. I'm capable of doing my craft. I'm, I, I just happen to have a wheelchair with me, right? right? And I think that a lot of people don't really see the difference of, and I'm like, it does not mean that I'm incapable. It means that I'm different in the way that I do that role, but it does not mean that it's not going to be a good portrayal of a character. So I feel like um, I think that we have to change our mentality. Right. Commercial work, film and TV work, theater work, musical theater all of the above they all need to kind of shift and i think that with ali um stroker with oklahoma and the way Uh and like the fact that she won a a tony for that i think that that started to really open up people of different abilities to do more work and i think that that i think we're only at the uh the uh, start of a really huge shift and i'm hoping that it will continue to do that especially with all of the political stuff happening around the world right now right yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Yeah. I did a gig with Ali a couple years ago, right, right around when Oklahoma opened. And I, I mean, first of all, her voice is just like phenomenal, fucking crazy, like phenomenal. Oh, my God. Also, like one of the nicest people I've ever worked with. Yeah. And like, I like what you said about this, like the the image of Hollywood and like, oh, no, like the wheelchair is a liability or something like that. And it's like, but a wheel, but but people use wheelchairs in real life. People are gay in real life. People are trans or non-binary or whatever Correct. in real life. Why would that change just because there's a screen, you know? Yeah. Or there's a script. It doesn't it doesn't it's 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 real, you know, I know. And I think that we want to see. It goes back to the empathy thing. Like, I think if we are going to make these shifts in society, we have to have empathy. And the only way we're going to do that is to see ourselves in each other and to see ourselves in other places, like on TV, like on in Star Trek or in movies or in musicals. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So I feel like uh, we're definitely we're definitely at a change in how we kind of a shift, but I feel like we still have a long way to go. And there are a lot of people that we have to kick out of Hollywood to get that, yeah. the different, the different mentality, even, even like in Canada, same type of crap goes on yeah. all the time. Right. And uh, you know, a lot of the time American production, they're going up to Canada to film. So it's very much like 
same type of problems over here too. But I think that we're starting to kind of go into the right direction, which I, which I like, I'm happy about yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we do have a, a long way to go for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're a part of that, which is, which is got, which is really amazing, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, George, this may be a little confusing for you. I know that you may think that there are four questions here, but there are actually five questions. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to proceed? I, I am ready. Okay. Hypothetical situation. Due to Trek fan demand, your character in Discovery has become wildly popular and has been featured in multiple Trek novels, fanfic, and other series. So the network has ordered a new series starring him. What does he do and what does that series look like? Oh. So Engineer from yeah. Magic yeah, yeah. to Make the Sanest Man Go Mad okay. is the lead role of a brand new Star <laughs> Trek series. What's it, what's it like? I wish. <laughs> um, okay. It's a really good question. Um, okay. I am an engineer and uh, I, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of caught off guard. I, I don't, I have to think about that. I have to write it all down. Uh, it'd be pretty cool to like see me fighting a war uh, while being the engineer, uh, being the head of the bridge. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. What if he's a captain in the series? I, I would love. I would love to be a captain. Right. I, I would totally. I would totally be a captain. Um, and to really um, kind of change the whole trope of of a guy in the in the wheel in the wheelchair being a leading a leading man in a show. I think that that would be pretty cool. That'd be so awesome. Yeah, it definitely would be really cool. And I think that that would. Uh, yeah, I would totally be the captain. I would love to be the captain. Yeah. And I think it would it would look like uh, we're we're heading into a a war. I'm trying <laughs> to think of what kind of war. Uh, one that requires me to do a huge fight scene at some point in the in the show. Nice. I'm, I'm trying to think of like what I want to do with that. But yeah, no, I definitely would like to be a captain. The name of the of the show would be Captain. God, Captain White. Uh, Captain, uh, Star Trek Captain, uh, Captain W. Captain W? Captain W for wheel. But we're okay. not, we're not, but nobody will know about that. Captain W <laughs> or Captain, I don't know, or Captain, I don't know. I have to think, I have to think about it. Okay. <laughs> I do feel like it would be very action oriented because yeah. you had, you've also, you've also mentioned before that like James Bond is like a type of dream role Correct. for you. Yeah. I would love to do that. So like maybe there's like a lot of action, but also a lot of mystery and like spyish kind of stuff going on in this particular Trek series. Yeah. And I would love to be a gay captain. Okay. Love it. Great. I think that, I think that would be pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that, that, that would definitely, I, I would definitely would like, I, I don't know if the network will ever approve of that, but you know, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Perfect. That's awesome. I love it. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today and chatting. It's been really great talking with you. Yeah, I know. Definitely. Thank you for inviting me again. And thank you to everybody who is tuning in. I, I haven't talked about Star Trek in a while, and I'm really happy I got the chance to do that again. 
Yeah. Great. Perfect. Thank you. Please tell our listeners where they can find you online and let us know about other stuff you've got going on or. Yeah. Um, so you can hit me up on um, Instagram, uh, uh, George Alavizos um, underscore. Uh, same with Twitter. You Same uh, name on my Twitter as my uh, Instagram. Things that are happening right now, not much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, we're all in that club. Yeah, but I'm hoping that eventually I can probably get back into to acting. I, I'm auditioning again. So I'm hoping that you will uh, see me on television or on film again at some point or on on in a play awesome thanks george no problem thank you you can join the there are four questions conversation on twitter and facebook by following us at four questions trek that's the number four not spelled out and join our listeners group on facebook by typing the nexus into the search field you can find me on instagram and twitter at cd littlefield keep an eye out for my next interview coming very soon thanks for listening to there are four questions i see no point in holding you further you may go This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. Sociopolitical joke that doesn't need to happen right now. <laughs> oh, what's Star Trek? We can talk politics all we want. What? Star Trek's never been about politics. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't you listen to what William Shatner tweets? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm glad you're on today, Dave. You're fun. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Karen Chupla says, so excited, not least of all, because there is a cat. Yes, Karen loves her kitties. Loading Holosuite preview program for The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. But then again, senior officer meeting, why has Harry Kim in there? He's an ensign. Because... He is the senior ops bridge person. I don't know. But that's what doesn't make sense to me. If he's like the senior ops person, does that mean everyone below him is just a crewman? He's a crewman. (laughs) Because he can't boss even Lieutenant Junior grades around. Oh my gosh. So their ops department is just a mess because it's just crewmen. Well, it's a mess also. That explains a lot. (laughs) Actually, it does, doesn't it? Loading Holosuite preview program for What the Future Holds, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. Because we all kind of have that, really. We all have this unconscious part of ourselves that comes to the forefront and says, nope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have an adrenal response. And so is it similar to that? I mean, are there Kelpians that have stage fright? And so the little ganglia will come up if they have to do public speaking. (laughs) It's it's like probably we just don't know. Yeah. yeah, if they if they had plays, <laughs> it didn't seem like they really had yeah. that kind of entertainment down on Kaminar. Computer deactivate Hollow Suite.